Hi guys and welcome back to the second podcast and today's topic is actually going to be about a manager, uh, manager of Man United that is, um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. As we all know he's 47 years old, ex-forward for Man United who has scored 91 goals in 235 appearances. He has pretty much won it all as a player. Six Premier League titles, including the famous Champions League victory against Bayern Munich in 1999, where he scored a winner in added time. So, looking at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, um, originally he was given the job as a caretaker manager for what seemed at that time not a successful season by Jose Mourinho in 2018 to 2019. I guess one of the reasons why Oli was given the job because there was quite a friction between the actual commercial value of Man United, i.e. the club itself and the fans. And what was the missing factor was that financially Man United, as always, has done pretty well internationally, having a very, very large following, especially in parts of Asia, um, including North Africa at the same time. Um, and there was this missing connection between fans and players. So I guess when the board, so to speak, ended up by uh, bringing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer back in, it was more to do with creating this comfort blanket for fans across the world. So one thing we have to realise is that it does seem that the Premier League, especially with a few other signings, managerial signings that were ex-players, uh, Lampard, Arteta, uh, John Terry being the second coach of Aston Villa as well, it does seem that they are going back to this. There might be even a trend. So do you agree that should should a managerial position be given to a so-called club legend or someone who has played football at the highest level but hasn't really managed? And they're two different things. You can be a successful player and you can obviously be successful as a manager. Nonetheless, historically, we have seen that managers like Sir Alex Ferguson, for example, didn't really compete at the highest level of football. But when it came to the actual degree and um, intelligence of being a manager, he pretty much won it all and is renowned to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest manager of all time. So the bar is set, especially for Oli. Moving forward, what are we going to see from Oli Gunnar Solskjaer? Are we going to see a bit more attacking high press football because when he did take the job in 2018 as interim caretake manager he did say that he wanted the players to run run their socks off and this has happened but nonetheless what i found quite surprising to be honest is that Oli has molded certain players and he has bought the right players in you could argue um he bought daniel james for less than 15 odd million which is a pretty much bargain for a young yet not so established player but a young player and you have to also remember the first few games he played for United it did look like the signing of the century the other player he has brought in is Maguire there's a question mark on that by a lot of followers that follow Man United um, a lot of senior players and formal players um, and then we also have the signature of Fernandez or Penandez as they say in some of the forums that I've been reading um so um who definitely definitely is probably the best signing that Man United has made for a very very long time and it probably is the main guy for Man United so the other question is where does Paul Pogba go from here does he stay at Man United or there's a lot of rumors coming in that he may 
actually go to Juve, to Juventus, or possibly with Real Madrid being the more likely option for Paul Pogba. But we'll see when the transfer windows are come. More than likely, I'll see this actually happening in the summer transfer window rather than the January where the big business is concerned with the big players. Because as we have seen, there's a lot of um, clubs, including Juve, who are trying to offload these high-salaried players um, purely because, obviously, of financial reasons, especially of COVID and the lack of crowds that are presented in a football match and that really has shaken up the whole Premier League this season I mean what we have seen is that certain teams for example who do bank on home fans especially the so-called lesser clubs not the original top four to six clubs um, they do not tend to have that home advantage which they did tend to have prior to this awful pandemic that we're experiencing right now so back to Oli Gunnar Solskjaer so he has spent quite a large amount of money for Man United and to be honest he has been doing pretty well now the question here is very simple is he only doing well because we're in a global pandemic and in strange strange times and the other problem I think with Man United probably at the moment is the selection of players that maybe Oli has bought so looking at Aaron Wambasaka who is obviously only 23 years old and was bought for a price tag of around 50 million pounds from Palace in 2019 he definitely seems to have either a technical ability or a confidence ability in terms of crossing the ball in the game seems to be very predictable when you're playing against him there's a lot of sideways passes there's a lot of back passes and he doesn't really utilize the advantage that he creates obviously with his rapid speed and recovery of the ball most fans tend to forget about that but moving the club forward and going with the modern game of win backs rather than your classic right back you do expect these right back win backs to actually run up cross the ball ball in and deliver a half decent cross you have to remember guys that Manchester United isn't a normal club it's not your average club this is one of the most successful clubs in the Premier League um, let alone in worldwide global football the other issue with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's tactics are actually not utilizing his 35 million pound signing from Ajax Donny van der Beek his natural position, as many know, is the number 10. However, he cannot obviously occupy that position because Bruno Fernandes, currently Man United's best player, plays in that role. It's important to recognise that Van der Beek's game isn't the same as Bruno Fernandes. His performances um, against RB Leipzig and West Ham shown that he's not a like-for-like -like sub in the number 10 role, making it hard for Oli to obviously drop Bruno Fernandes in his current form. As a central midfielder, Van der Beek game is pretty good as he has shown his brief looks there so far. It's not necessarily good enough to command a place in the team. However, personally moving forward, I just believe that Oli should start using and utilising Van der Beek's technical ability. I personally feel that Oli has been dealt a good hand in the Premier League. You've got the current champions, Liverpool, with a lot of defensive issues. Man City finding it difficult, especially at the start of the season, finding some consistency in their form. 
you know, they thrive off in the last few seasons, that is. Um, however, they do seem like they are making a comeback. So when these players are fit in terms of defensive players for Liverpool are fit, as well as Manchester City start finding this form, will we see Man United starting to drop points and not actually challenge for the title? Will the curtains be unfolded? We shall see moving forward. Before I leave you guys, I'll leave you with a quick question, a little quiz quiz. Which player scored the fastest hat-trick in the Premier League? You can comment that on our Instagram page. Please follow Premier League Symptoms. Oi, Aaron, cross the ball in, mate.